What's up, everybody? My name is Kid Icarus, and this is my podcast. Uh, before I get to the guest, quick announcement. My homie Complex Wonder just released a video for his song Norman Bates. It's a very good video shot by uh, Clash of OKL. I'm in a few shots. We were hanging out the day of the filming, and it was a fun time. Uh, it turned out really good. Looks well. Is really funny. So check it out on YouTube. Norman Bates by Complex Wonder. With that out of the way, my guest today is a very talented rapper. He was featured on a couple of Unity Project mixtapes. He has a video out on YouTube for his song called Under the Sun. Uh, tons of music out on SoundCloud. He is one of the founding members of Mindset, a collective of artists who make the best merch. Um, he showed me some of his new music he's working on and is really good. I'm excited for it, so be on the lookout for it. Everyone, please welcome Charlie B. Alright, so we're just jumping right into this. Charlie B, how you doing? Currently thinking to hit, trying to pass it. Uh, right on, yeah. But I'm doing great, man. I'm, um... I'm glad to see you again. Glad to sit down with you. Yeah, I'm time. glad to get this get this time to talk and figure you out, get inside your head, see what's going on. Definitely. Um, so you, you're working on some new music, yeah? Um, it's crazy, bro, because like for everybody that's been asking me that for the past mm -hmm. like two years, um, I've been telling them like, nah, nah, I retired, I retired. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, low key, like I've been working. I never stop writing. Yeah. I think anybody as an artist, bro, they understand like mm -hmm. even when times get hard and you feel like walking away from it, you're you're like either sitting in the car or you're like, you know, alone for a moment or even on a hike and you just get that moment where you just bust flows, you know? Yeah. It's mom's spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's totally even when you're like, All right, I'm done with this, a week goes by and you go like, Oh, that would be a cool idea for a song but I'm done with that I don't know what I'm why I'm doing this still um yeah but you can't you can't stop completely um do you have plans for uh new music or what's what's the focus right now um right now I'm actually only releasing singles okay. um I'm not gonna be dropping any more albums for a long time mm -hmm. um I feel like getting close to uh the the personal part of my life that I'm about to expose to people, yeah. I feel like it's better delivered in singles. You know yeah. what I mean? Because um, I feel like as an album, I really don't feel like people get the, the proper attention to their craft, you know? Because mm -hmm. you release like 12, 18 tracks, how many ever tracks it may be, and then you get to the point that you're just releasing your album. You're not really spotlighting you know the music yeah yeah i believe like if a, if a lot of people go to my my youtube channel by the way check it out uh charlie b on youtube mm -hmm. um milestone bro i actually just went over a hundred thousand views on my youtube channel oh so that dang. was major for me yeah it was major because uh lately we've just been working we've just been grinding and for me to get get to the point that i can say like oh damn like a hundred thousand motherfuckers out there have watched my channel mm -hmm. so it was dope but um you know, people look at my channel and they watch my videos, they realize, like, I really put my life out there into my music. Mm -hmm. And and it's, like, my story, you know? So I, I want people to really focus on who I am, what I mean, and what I present to the world. Because it's, like, 
man, we put a lot of a lot of time into our craft, a lot of time yeah. into our music, from writing to picking the beats to recording it to picking the cadences and the way that it goes down. And I feel like at this time, I'm just evolving as an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, now that I've come back and officially came back, like it's like, it's on, bro. Okay. It's on. Yeah. I'll tell you what about the um, album versus singles. That's why I like um, I like doing short EPs. Um, I, I find that five tracks is good for me because uh, I like to tell a story over multiple songs. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep focus to make a like full album at this point. You know what I mean? Bro, like, like fifteen just, tracks. That's yeah. too much. And not just that, but like. Some songs are like fire, bro. Yeah. Some songs are fire, mm -hmm. and and I feel like they get overlooked. Yeah. You know, because not just like the way that you place the uh, track list, mm -hmm. but I just feel like they just get overlooked during play. Like yeah. you're, you're playing this song, and you just you, you get so caught up into it, and then the next song doesn't really hit, so you're not really hyped. So when that next song comes on, you're yeah, like, right, come on, yeah, there's definitely an art to the flow of like a sequence of songs. Yeah, you know? and and not just that, bro, but like mm -hmm. the timing. You yeah, know? like not a lot of people can listen to the same person for long periods of time. Yeah, you know, like I, I personally can't listen to myself in the car for like more than like an hour, yeah, more than like thirty minutes. You know, mm -hmm. so I feel like uh, you gotta you gotta deliver it slowly but adequately mm -hmm. so that people will will pay attention to it. And proper doses. Yeah, um, I do like though with um, with singles, like they all have to be like hit structure. You know, they gotta be, they gotta be songs that are like on their own, like good enough. You know, um, where like if if when I do an EP, I'll make like three songs that are like, oh, these are the singles. These are the ones that like people will hear and be up, like, and then I'll make two that are weird two that I can experiment more with mm -hmm. because they're grouped in with the singles. People will gravitate towards the singles and then they hear the in-between songs. Um, and the, those could be the worst or they could be the very best because it's the ones where you're able to take more chances on it, you know? You know, that too and then the way you promote it. Yeah. You know, because, uh, man, you know, now that we're talking about it, like, isn't it crazy how music itself has become a science? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when you promote the album to the cover art to, you know, the placement of the tracks to the way you promote each single individually mm -hmm. to the way you promote the album and not just that, but like where you promote it. Yeah. I feel like if you're a serious artist that's working seriously, mm -hmm. I feel like you never stop working. Yeah. All day and all night. Yeah. With, with the promotion, I feel like there's a lot of people who just make songs and release them, you know, um, and don't take the time to properly promote. They're not they're not building any tension, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's this uh, quote by Alfred Hitchcock, I think I could be wrong, about how it's something about how there should be a ticking clock under the table that the audience can see but that the characters don't see and that's what builds the tension so when it finally blows up it means something to the viewer you know um and i feel like people there's a lot of people who just release songs and they don't know you gotta you gotta build that tension you gotta yeah. let the audience see the bomb under the table before it actually blows up you know? definitely yeah yeah i mean um i think it's just the way that you deliver yourself mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's, it's a perfect example that you just put out there because like uh, social media 
nowadays. It's become such a big marketing tool for, for artists, mm -hmm. uh, for musicians, for everybody from tattoo artists to like dancers to rappers to producers. Everybody is on there, you know? But I'm hella old fashioned, bro. Yeah. Like, I started rapping back in the MySpace days, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, for me personally, it takes a long time for me to get involved in like posting daily or like yeah. keeping up with people like that. Yeah. You might not see me post for like weeks at a time or even mm -hmm. update my story like days at a time, you know? But it's like, I don't know, bro, but I feel like that's how a lot of people's mindsets are. They work differently. Yeah. Like, some people just want to release a, a hundred songs a year and mm -hmm. be like, I'm going to blow up on one of them. Somebody's about to hear my stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're, um, you're just promoting it to the people in your circle. Yep. You're not really, you know, branching outside of that. So mm -hmm. you're never going to get more than those seven monthly followers or yep. listeners every month. And you're just in that closed state, just dropping heat left and mm -hmm. right. You know, it's, a. Uh, it's the way you address the music and the way you put time into it to yep. make it grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I could grow, I could grow a hundred little uh, four leaf clovers mm -hmm. and you know put a whole field of four leaf clovers, or I could grow like a couple bean stalks. You know, yeah. one of my bean stalks is gonna get the fuck out there because I'm gonna I'm gonna water that bean stalk out. You know, mm -hmm. so it just it just depends on how different artists view their craft and how they want the world to hear it. Yeah, I think there's also a benefit in like a having a storyline develops when you're even if you're even if you're that guy who just wants to post a hundred songs, as long as it's a developing story and everything's linked together, so that the people who were interested at first you catch their attention, you got to be able to hold it, and you hold it by making sure that the next ones. Not necessarily better, but a follow-up to your previous work, so that there's a there's a strain going through it, so that people can follow it and be like, all right, here's the storyline going on, you know? Yeah, and you know, it's crazy you mentioned that because a lot of people have actually asked me about, you know, so what happens after Suicide Note? You know yeah. what I mean? Like my mm -hmm. video Suicide Note. It's 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 a whole motion picture of my life. Yeah, and a whole motion picture of my life and what I was going through at that time. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people ask me nowadays hey bro like what happens after that like obviously you didn't kill yourself so what happens now you know yeah. it would, like did you have a kid like where's the baby you know everybody be asking me questions about following up with it and it's um it's crazy bro because uh as an artist I got to the point that I personally felt like I was sharing too much of my life with yeah. the audience I get that you know what I mean and then it became, it became a, it became too too much of a subject that could be used against me and mm -hmm. so many things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you're successful, everybody knows, bro. If you're successful, you're gonna have haters. Yeah. You know. So it became something that started my personal life was becoming too much of me giving information to people to use against me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like I really halted on that, and I was like. Psh I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break on that, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna stop letting letting me blab too much about my personal life, about you know my mm -hmm. personal life and music, and I'm just gonna focus on just making hits. Yeah. And if you notice, like some of the stuff that I'm dropping now, like now that I'm making music independently, now that I'm on my own, like it's music that is vibey, that's jumpy, that's like oh shit, I'm gonna dance, you know, I'm gonna mm -hmm. do this, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun, and it's nothing about like. 
struggles or anything like that. Like, you know, it's just about feeling good, good ass vibes, and just fucking positive energy throughout. You know, yeah. it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, as as far as that, too. Um, I I understand that feeling of like putting out music that's too personal. Um, I always feel like, cause I am. I inherently view myself as the hero, always, you know? Um, and so I know that every story I tell about my life is going to be biased in a way that's going to make the other people in my life look worse. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm the, um, even if I'm talking bad about myself, if I'm talking about you know being skeezy, doing drugs or whatever, um, it's always in this light that's like, well, that's cool. You know, I'm cool. Um, and so I, when I make stuff that's, too personal I'm like well I don't want to I don't want people to think that I'm this good guy who's been like I don't know hurt by others because like I'm probably the bad guy I'm probably the one who makes mistakes mm-hmm. um and so that's that's how like I said earlier to you off mic I have an EP that's I think is really good but I never released because I was like I don't want people looking bad about the people looking down on the people I talk about on this EP because that's not that's not them they didn't ask to be in the spotlight you know like I as an artist am like yeah put the spotlight on me look at me and my flaws but like I can't bring anyone else into my art even though like those are my personal stories but like I can't bring their name into the dirt because I'm somebody who likes the attention of a stage or whatever but it's never intentional yeah, to be honest with you, it never is. Mm-hmm. Like, music is therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and a lot of the times, like, you don't go into the studio with the intention, like, oh, I, I woke up on a, what is today Saturday? I woke up Saturday. I'm gonna go into the studio and I'm gonna make a song about fucking trapping and make it rap. Yes. You know, raps to the ceiling. Like, you never planned that, bro. Mm-hmm. You listen to the beat. You let the beat speak to you, and yeah. whatever is on your mind at the time is what's gonna resonate when it comes out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the beat is gonna be your your template, and you're gonna draw whatever comes to your mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like every artist does that. Like, you never plan what you wanna what you wanna do. I used to mm-hmm. do that though. I used to get beats, and I used to look at the names, and I used to like base my titles off of the names of the beats oh yeah and I yeah, used to I've go done that, that before you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and I was like damn and then at the end of the day I, I was so stuck on the name of the beat yeah that I couldn't sway from that no matter how everybody heard the beat like and, and you notice everybody nods their head differently to songs yeah you notice when you're at performances like you might be thinking about the bass like boom 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 yeah but the person next to you will be like into the drums like Mm-hmm. you know they'll be into the clap it's just bro music is a therapy yeah and, and when it speaks to you whatever comes out is what's gonna come out yeah you know even with dancing like you got people doing two steps the soldier boy songs and other people are over here getting hella bugged doing the fucking to the window to the wall like music is an art bro and whatever expression comes out you can't really blame your your mind or your soul for speaking out on what what calls out to it. Yeah, so, I kind of do. Um, I, I kind of plan everything out though. I make like a whole roadmap for multiple <laughs> songs. I'm gonna make a diss track. Yeah, because right <laughs> what I do is like I'm like because to me my music is a cartoon version of my life. So each each work is like one episode, and I'm like here's the here's the character arc that my character is going to go through. Um, and I even like. 
I'll be like, all right, here's going to be the five tracks. Here's the intro. Here's the uh, desire. Here's the change. Here's how my character changes. This is what makes them change. And then I'll be like, this is track one through five. And I'll find beats to try and tell that story. Um, I'm a big fan of cartoons. Um, that's, that's like my, my whole mindset is cartoons. Like I see my life as a cartoon and the music Bobby's is a part of that. Bobby's World shit. Bobby's World. You ever seen Bobby's World? I feel like I've seen it. I don't it's an old one. remember it's like it. Early, yeah. Early it, I think it's Howie Mandel, right? Yes. Yeah. The little boy with the big head. You know what I've been watching lately is uh, Danny Phantom. You ever watch Danny Phantom? Oh, I didn't have cable growing up. No, that's that's a good one. It's based off of like old Spider-Man comics, um, so it's very like classic storytelling, but like also funny and stuff. So let's talk about mindset. What is mindset? I know you got a lot of merch that says mindset. I believe it's a collective, but is it a full-on label or is it a group of artists? What? That's a that's a really good question, bro. And uh, like, I don't even think we know what we are. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, we we started off as a collective of artists, and it's it's crazy how we came together, bro. Because, um, like, literally, just it was just destiny. You know what I mean, bro? Because mm-hmm. um, at that point, I had already made made it clear in my mind that I was not going to make music no more. I had already retired. I had already said, I quit making music. I'm not going to do this no more. I'm pretty much just going to dedicate myself to my family, my personal life, and doing my own thing, you know? Um, Somebody approached me about helping them on a homeless project. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm a rapper. I know a lot of people in the community. Um, I could probably pull a bunch of resources together and we could feed the homeless or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it became. And, dude, it was a great turnout. It yeah. was like the winter of 2018. And we had a great winter. Uh, we fed like about 150 homeless people. We had a whole pallet of Quest bars. Like, legit. Bro, it was great. Um, after the event, a couple people reached out to me and they said, hey, you know, um, a couple artists reached out to me and they were like, hey, you know, this is dope. We came together great. Think about just like it was just the what ifs, you know, what if we all came together with this same energy and started putting it into hip hop and all this and that. And I was like, man, I've seen this plenty of times. Yeah. Everybody has, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has plenty of friends that are coming to them like. Um, excuse me, acquaintances or anything coming to them like with ideas. Yeah. Hey, yo, we could do this, we could do that. Like every, everybody's got to have a dream, bro. You know what I mean? So I, I really didn't put too much energy into it. But then when people kept bugging me about it and people kept bugging me about it, I finally was just like, man, if you're going to fucking get me up out of the retirement home, you better fucking make it worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it came to the point that people were bringing ideas to my attention like, clothing brands, record label, making songs, a bunch of artists representing the label. It just it just seemed like something that would work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I put the time aside and I said, fuck it. So at that time, you know, I started bringing myself into the group as a photographer, like photographing the other artists that were a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's just crazy how it happened, bro. Yeah. We, uh, we started looking for other people to, uh, to you know, 
get to wear our clothes, like people on the stage and stuff like that. And then we met Monse. And then it was like, bro, it was just, it was an instant clash. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like uh, any any group or any duo, any anybody that works as a team, like they know what I'm talking about. When when you when you meet that that other uh, co co part in your organization, mm-hmm. and you just know, bro, and you just rode with that person. Like we rode with her from the jump. She became a part of our group. She like um, started representing our label, became an ambassador, started you know taking more uh, responsibilities on, and it just she became like the staple of our brand you know mm-hmm. it was like funny how we reached out to her to work with us and then she just became like the well, face of exactly, mindset exactly yeah. bro and it's it's so great to have somebody like that bro because mm-hmm. she is so productive and she has so much of this like you know positive vibe going forward so whenever you see her dude whenever you see us at events you just automatically notice her yeah. And you automatically see, like, damn, bro, that's that energy. You know yeah, I mean? does it make you, the rest of you competitive? Like, oh, I got to catch up if she's doing Straight all this. Up, I gotta... Yes, it does, bro. Yeah. Because, like, now that we're making music again, mm-hmm. now that all of us are making music, it's like me and her feed off of each other. And it's like she sees the stuff that I'm doing and she drops another hit. And then yeah. I see the stuff that she's doing. And I'm like, bro, I got to make a video. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like now she's making videos. And it's like we both be like just bouncing energy off of each other and just making each other stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I noticed that is essential because um, we're, we're everything, bro. We're a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. We, we make music independently. Like, I make my own music. She makes her own music. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, we've never collabed. Like, we've, we've uh, done, like, uh, maybe ideas of cameos in each other's videos. Mm-hmm. But when she shoots all of her videos, I'm never around. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm gone, like, a long, long, long time of the year. Like, I think I'm gone probably about... 20 weeks out of the year Mm -hmm. I'm up in like Seattle or like Nevada or different places that I work out of so I'm always gone dude so it's like we never have a chance to like be in each other's videos Mm -hmm. (laughs) we never have a chance to just like make it on time you know and then um, just our our styles of music are so complex and different from each other that we're like the yin and the yang yeah you know that's why it's like we don't I'm not on any of her tracks and she hasn't like really came up on the idea to be on one of mine, you know? I think she's a dope artist, bro. I think she's one of the dopest artists that I know, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I just haven't gotten to the point that I hear a track and hear Monte on it, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think she feels the same way. She listens to my art and she, she like tells me all the time about how much I need to push it. And she pushes it more than I do sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? So there's like old days without posting and then she's right there posting me up like, yo, check them out, check them out, you know? Yeah, so are you guys on um, opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to like, you know, classic hip hop and modern hip hop or is it like a more emotional and more um, party music? Where's the, um, where's the spectrum that mindset encompasses, you know? Oh man, um, where's the cross section that makes you guys mindset? Honestly, I think it's like um, growth and like uh, empowerment to the people. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like where I where, where some of my music comes from the 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 beginning of my struggles mm-hmm. and what I went through, and then like I start going into like more of like commercial hip hop and more of like dance dance music like more of like popular stuff that you could bump in your car mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and then she goes into 
stuff that you can just dance to because it's just dance music. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got more of the Hispanic like culture into mm-hmm. her music, so she incorporates a lot of dance. Yeah. So it like it, a lot like, of those two step exactly. rhythms instead yeah. of the like drawn the boom mm-hmm. bap. Yeah. So it's it's uh it gets people like going, you know. But I feel like where we meet in the middle mm-hmm. is like our struggles have made who we are. Yeah. And we have flourished like roses from the concrete. Yeah, I gotta say, mindset merch is some of the best merch that I see. Like it's, I I love these designs. The shirt with the like man. the leaf crest and the hat with the simple you, font. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I I tend to get. Um, I see too many merch that's just an artist's name, you know, um, and that's that mindset shirt. The one. For the people listening, Charlie B is wearing a mindset shirt that says mindset. There's a couple lines on it, and it's got this mic with these leaves around it. It's like a crest. I love that style. That's Dude, um, and then the long sleeves that we have, they yeah. got our logo running down, down the, the side. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. They're dope. And if you notice, a lot of the hip-hop events, even mm-hmm. if we're not bending, a lot of people are still there wearing some of our gear. Yeah. And that feels really good, bro, because it's like, it pays off. You know? Yeah, I played a show... Um, I think late last year, like November, September, at um, the Doll Hut in Anaheim, and one of the one of the mindset people, one of the artists was there. Um, I don't remember who it is. Who who are all the mindset artists? Um, bro, to be honest with you, we started as a group of four. Okay. You know, we started off as uh, myself. We started with um, this dude named Aram the Rothschild. And then we started with um, Fino. That's who it was. Fino. He was at the Doll Hut. Yeah. Oh man, that guy's great, bro. Yeah. He's great. You know, shout out to Fino, bro. Um, I haven't seen him in a minute. You know what I mean? Uh, he's been doing his own thing. He's mm-hmm. been making his own music. But he he was a big part of like us coming together and like yeah. making things work. Uh, at the beginning of Mindset, like 2018, 2019, like. He rocked a lot of shows, you mm-hmm. know, put out a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of our uh, content on Instagram. And uh, he's just a good artist, bro. But yeah. it's just, you know, sometimes, like, people people are doing a lot. And a lot of people don't, you know, they're not in the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, pe- people tend to just, you know, part ways in different, you know, aspects of their careers. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, um, it's, it's cool, though. You know what I mean? Sometimes... Um, Things come together and then they make other artists want to flourish on their own in other ways. Yeah. You feel me? And I feel like he learned a lot from us. I feel like he picked up a lot from us. And I feel like the artist that he is now, it's like it's it's good to see the inspiration that we had on his music mm-hmm. and his art because we're still grinding on our own, we're still doing our own thing. And he's still a good artist that we 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 want to work with in the future again sometime. You know? Right on. Uh, speaking of influences, um, what, who was the Charlie B for you? Uh, who, what were the influences when you were a young artist that made you who you are today? Um, when I was a kid, bro, I was um, I was heavily inspired by like Biggie. You okay. know, yeah. Biggie definitely. I know, like I'm from the West Coast, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, "What? You don't listen to Pac?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, you know, it's just it's it's a whole different frame of mind." You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Pac, I feel like Pac was more of a street rebel, more of a street disciple that was into the hood. Mm-hmm. And like Biggie was one of those people that felt like the struggle was enough and we trying to get out the hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I feel like his music resonated with me from like uh, 
the thug shit that he was doing, like machine gun funk and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like to sky's the limit. It's just like he emerged into such a big, big person into the hip hop culture. Yeah. Like, damn, you know, that's what I want to do. I don't want to represent the hood and like where I came from. Like, I want to grow from where I came from and like let people know like it's better than that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, I feel like a lot of people inspired me, bro. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are overlooked. You know, when did you start writing? Like when you, when were you like, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to make this music. I'm gonna record it. I'm gonna put out music, perform on stage. Oh man, I was I was already doing stuff since I was a kid, bro. Yeah. Any artist will tell you since like they're in elementary school, bro. Mm-hmm. They know, like they know they want to do something, you know. My bad, Icarus doesn't want to hit the blunt, so no. It's- I'm taking double on it, you know, but I feel like since I was like in fifth grade, because I could remember going back to like lunch and listening to like Juvenile and like Mm -hmm. Lil Wayne and stuff, you know, and I could remember being at lunch telling my friends like, yo, I wrote this bar, you know, and we were, we were, I remember we were playing uh, GoldenEye, Mm -hmm. 007, James Bond, and I remember I was talking about James Bond and about my friend going fishing in the pond and with his dad and stuff like that. So it was like, I remember it was like around fifth grade. But it's funny that you put those questions together because it's like, when did you start making music versus when you started recording? Yeah. Bro, um, I feel like us as, as people, as human beings, I feel like we hold each other back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The competition is too much, bro. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's too much, you know, and I feel like I, I grew as an artist and I wanted to put myself in there like when I got to high school I would be that dude freestyling at lunch yeah. in the middle of the, the, the um, what was it the, uh, the, the pad- quad yeah you know what I mean yeah. the outside rec area you know I felt like I was there bro just like doing everything that I had to do to like show my skills and I was good bro mm-hmm. I was good you know, so I feel like I was there, but I feel like nobody really wants to fuck with people that are doing big things. Yeah. Because it, it, sometimes it's overwhelming and it overshadows you. So I had plenty of friends that were like already recording, like doing the Fruity Loop stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was just like, I never got a chance to get in it. And it wasn't until I went up to Seattle uh, this one time during my uh, sophomore year, summer vacation, mm-hmm. I went up to Seattle to visit some of my family and... I met people out there and they just reached out to me. They're like, oh, damn, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. And then, bro, that's when I made my first album. I yeah. made my first album when I was like 17. And it took me going all the way to Yeah, Seattle. it took some strangers. Yeah, dude, it took some complete strangers to believe in what I was doing. It's interesting. And, and for me to bring it home, like, on wax, you yeah. know? I came back home with an album. I came back home with a whole different, like set of mind like dude this is what I am this is who I'm gonna be like I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. you know and ever since then I just it just it just blew up bro you know what I mean um, people that follow my career bro people that follow my YouTube channel like they know my journey and stuff like that and it's, it's been a crazy journey to see from the jump mm-hmm. but honestly bro like I didn't record until I was like 17 legit yeah. didn't record till I was like 17 so um, I already had a bunch of music, and yeah. it's funny because I had everybody's typical starters, mm-hmm. the Dr. Dre 2001 instrumental pack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like explosive and exactly, stuff. Dude. I hear that all the time on people's like first mixtape. 
Yeah, because it was like that was that was what you had. Those were the only beats that people knew because nobody had resources, and even mm-hmm. if they did, like they didn't want to share them. Yeah, when I first started, my first three songs I recorded were beats I got off of YouTube, and then I started trying to make my own beats, which was not a good decision in the end. Uh, Why? Uh, no, it was a good decision because eventually I became decent at it. Um, at the time, though. Absolutely terrible. I was recording on this um, piano that my family has had since I was a kid. Not like a grand piano, like an electric piano, which I didn't know how to connect to the recording software. So I just like put a mic next to the speaker (laughs) and tried to make beats like that. I had no idea how to like quantize things. So like all all the beats were like off tempo and bad. Um, And yeah, they all came out really bad for a couple years. So you know, you not recording stuff until after you had uh, been rapping for a long time, probably a good thing. Like, my mine, I have, like, all these recordings that are like, oh, these are terrible. Um, and I handed them out at school, handed out CDs. Um, I remember a kid at my school being like, hey, at least you're doing something. A lot of people don't do nothing. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. You got to take steps to get to where you're going, you know? Um, So even if those steps are terrible, at least they're steps. But, but you know, also what it is, is like just sticking to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, bro? Like, I know a lot of people that will, that will, you know, I know one of my homeboys, bro, he cuts hair, he Mm -hmm. raps, he uh, does window tint. Yeah. Uh, he uh, does a sneaker um, revival. Like he uh, polishes. He he picks up uh, like torn down Jordans and like refurbishes them and stuff like that. Oh. You know. And then without. And then he works a full time job. And he's a dad. Yeah. So I'm like, goddamn, motherfucker. I might have to bring my shoes to him. I've got some. I've got some old Nikes I've had for a oh, decade that are beat up. To him. I think yeah. he doesn't like twenty bucks a pop. Oh, that'd be you know amazing. What I mean? People drop off stacks and pay them like a hundred bucks and yeah. clean them all up over the weekend for you. you That's awesome. Bro, it's cool, but you know, I just feel like you got to focus on what you want to do, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Props to all the artists that are that are so talented enough to make their own beats, mm-hmm. record their own vocals, mm-hmm. engineer their own tracks direct their own videos like god damn yeah. props to you guys yeah. bro. like i'm whoa man. it's it's such freedom to mm-hmm. be able to do that because you you get to be like well what do i want to sound like i want to sound like anything i want to sound like you know i mean i just feel like uh you know everybody is an individual everybody has their own style you mm-hmm. know it's all about style like me bro um it took me a long time to to separate myself from my original producer yeah like and to this day bro he's still my engineer like me and this guy you know cartel shout out cartel you know uh shout out my boy telly he's the only person that uh records my music yeah i don't fuck with no other engineer bro i have so many uh djs and so many uh engineers that i know you know so many uh you know dj eyeball you know uh, Chef Keys, mm-hmm. I know DJ Great Dane, I know you know, um, you know Amaze, I know a bunch of DJs, bro, DJs and producers, you know. But I just, I don't fuck with nobody, bro. I go to my same dude that I've been going to for the same fucking like past like seven, eight years of my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been going to him forever, and I just feel like it's just you grow with that person. Yeah, you know. And it took a long time for me to stop like going to him for beats because mm-hmm. he just never had time 
You feel me? So yeah. then I was like, man, if I'm gonna keep making beats, bro, if I'm gonna keep making my music, like I gotta find other people to make my beats. Yeah. And then I finally went to other people, and then I found, you know, people I clicked with, like Mayor Music. You know, shout out to Mayor Music for making a couple of my hits, bro. He made uh, Live a Lie. He made uh, Under the Sun, my latest track, yeah. Under the Sun. That was him, bro. You know what I mean? And we got a good chemistry going. Uh, he also made Wrong Impression. Wrong Impression is somewhere out there on SoundCloud. So people can check that out. He made a lot of my songs, bro. But it's just, I feel like you gotta, you just gotta find what works for you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just go around SoundCloud shopping. Yeah. A lot of people go to shows and they find producers at shows. A lot of people, you know, I just feel like it's just the grind that doesn't stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I see is. so many artists reaching out, bro, on social media, sending me messages, talking about how do I do this or do you know any producers? It's like, bro, when you want it, you're going to go out there and find it. Yep. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody going to come bring it to you. You're going to go out there and find it. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Just like I tell you, like, it, and it's nothing, it's nothing personal towards people, bro, but like, People be hating on each other, dog. People mm -hmm. be hating on each other bad, you know? Yeah. And it's like some people want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. Mm -hmm. That's that's a big thing, bro, because a lot of people will tell you, yeah, I fucks with you, you know, I fucks with your music. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, they ain't going to help you record. They're not going to tell you who made their beats so you can go to them for beats, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? They're not going to tell you who shoots their videos for the low because they don't want you to be making videos. It's just... It's just a big, such a competitive thing. Yeah. Not in a bad way, you know what I mean? But it's just... It's so competitive that people don't want other people to be doing on the same on the same thing that they're doing. Yeah, right? it's interesting too because, like it, it's less. I think it's less competitive than those people think it is because because really we have different fan bases. You know what I mean? Like I make hip hop, you make hip hop. I don't. We may have crossover fans. We may have people who would like both of our music. But my music's targeted for a certain crowd. Your music's targeted for a certain crowd. Different artists have a different crowd. So if you all flourish, like you're not stealing people from each other because like it's a, it's a different culture. Every every music creates its own every culture. Every artist is different. You know, yeah. you know one artist that I can truly tell you is on that mindset, bro, mm -hmm. is Sage One The Wise, bro. Shout out to Sage One The Wise, bro, because that is like a local OC artist. Like, mm -hmm. I'm from OC myself, you know? That is one of the big artists that I see reaching out to other artists mm -hmm. to come up with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's also doing big things, bro. Like, he did this NFT thing where, like, if you buy into his album, like, if you purchase his, uh, his album, mm -hmm. you purchase the artwork. So, the artwork is an NFT. So every time yeah. he makes an album sale, you get a percentage of the album sale because you purchased the NFT. Yeah. Bro, what more can you say about an artist that is like all about upbringing his homies and the community? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting... I, I always wonder what the next phase of like... Because I love physical copies of albums because mm -hmm. like I love having something. You know, you pay money and you get something. Um, that seems like a good evolution of that to be able to still give somebody something when they buy your album instead of just the ability to stream it. Because we can all stream stuff for free now. So like getting an NFT with the album is a good way of fixing that yeah. problem. Um, do you watch? Um, do you watch fights? Do you watch UFC at all? Oh yeah. All right. Are you a fan yeah. of Pokemon? Uh, I used to be when I was a kid, bro. Two unrelated. I'm not gonna um, talk about them together. Both of them have the same idea that I'm thinking about, though. Is that like, in when you 
when you collaborate with somebody instead of compete with them, it's like, like, like say I'm a wrestler, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Khabib and I'm out there dragging people down and smashing on them. But you're like a Max Holloway who, who can stand up and strike with like 500 significant strikes to fight. You know, if we do a collaboration, then we're getting a blend of the two styles and creating something new. And that's what, that's what the beauty of collaboration is. You get somebody who's a wrestler with some great striking, or you know what, maybe I'm gonna team up with this jujitsu guy and now I got the takedowns, but also like the weird submissions. Um, and that's, that's what I love about people doing features on songs or like more, more complete collaborations than just features. Cause sometimes people just feature and it's just like, oh, that's just a, copy and pasted verse that they already wrote and you just threw it over your beat but like a full-on um, collaboration where like the two styles blend together um, I, I just love that when something new is made the reason I brought up Pokemon is they do that with Pokemon <laughs> styles too you know you got a thunder Pokemon yeah. and a I don't know ground type you blend it together now it's strong against ev everything yeah yeah you got that Eevee stuff going on. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's a versatility, bro. It's all about versatility and how flexible you are in your craft. Yeah. I got a question for you. Um, with your music, do you have a a complete, like a, a targeted message that you try to promote in all your music or in all your work? Um, currently, I don't. Because um, as I've previously mentioned before, I feel like I'm in a transition of my life right now mm -hmm. where like I stopped being so personal with my music yeah. and like the public and I've mainly focused on just making music, you know, and I, I feel like that's that's where I'm at. I feel like that's where I need to be at because the music is honestly sounding better. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that may be a message in itself. That I'm not um, just saying that because it's my music, go. bro. But yeah. honestly, it's like it's something way better. You know what I mean? I got a couple unreleased tracks that I've been working on, and it's just, man, they're they're just whoa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just it's been taking my career to a whole different level because I focus on different things. You know, yeah. I didn't focus on what was bothering me and what was like holding me back in my mm -hmm. career, but I feel like I'm focusing on. The good music that I'm able to make and harnessing my full potential to make good music. Okay. You know, that's where I feel like it's at. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's the message is to, you know, not focus on the negative, focus on the growth and tell the story of the growth. Or is it just have fun? You know, have fun think, with it. I think, bro, it's just, it's just about, you know, um, it's just about being better. You feel yeah. me? Just about being better because I feel like, uh, man, we've all overcame so much. Mm -hmm. You know, so everybody got to got to give themselves credit for everything. Like all of us have overcame a pandemic. Yeah. We've overcame like a recession, bro. We've overcame so many things. You know, so I feel like we deserve to have fun. We deserve to go out and talk about the things that are going on. Yeah. Not talk about the things that bother us. You mm -hmm. know, I feel like we gotta have fun with everything that we're doing, and we gotta. We gotta make it happen. Yeah, that um, that Robles show felt like the first day of summer. Like it was everyone there, no masks. Um, yeah. It was like the first time where it's like, oh, this is it's finally kind of over. Like yeah. it's ending. Man, I've been going into like grocery stores without <laughs> a mask on and being like, oh, oh man. Like I went to I went to Best Buy today. And I had to use the bathroom, and like I was washing my hands, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw my face, and yeah, I was like, "Whoa, for sure. this is an interesting thing." I haven't seen my face in a public bathroom mirror in like 
two years. Yeah. It's quite a good looking face. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, sure. it's literally been like two years. Um, tomorrow is the second anniversary of my EP that I dropped. Um, I dropped that on Friday the 13th in March of 2020. Um, March 16th. Right when you were going through quarantine. When now, everybody was going through quarantine. Like right? three days before the shutdown was announced. So I was like, I got this plan. I'm going to release this album. I'm gonna did, you show. It was gonna, did you know it no. was going to shut down? No, I put it out. I, I had plans, and then they announced it was going to be shut down for a couple weeks. And I was like, oh, all right, that's a bit of a bummer, but it'll be yeah. fine. And then a couple months go by, and I was like, all right, had these plans. These plans aren't going through now. Um, Damn, that's yeah. crazy. But it's, it's good that you stayed proactive throughout the whole thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I was gone for a long time. I, oh, really? Yeah. Um, it. I... Um, I ended up uh, focusing on um, learning how to fight and uh, losing weight. Yeah, I started going to an MMA gym and um, I feel like dieting. everybody's doing that these days. Yeah, bro. everybody's kicking ass nowadays. Yeah, I mean, like the the losing weight thing. I feel like is was a lot. People either gained a bunch of quarantine weight or lost a bunch of yeah. quarantine weight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good, bro. It's uh, it's props to you for. Uh, for for growing through that process, yeah. Props to Cobra Kai. I saw Co- <laughs> I saw the Cobra Kai kids, and I was like, I gotta I gotta be as cool as these kids. Can't let them. Who are you cool. though? Are you a are you a Miyagi though? Or are you oh no, Cobra totally Cobra Kai. Totally yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I don't need no no pansy ass Miyagi though crap. <laughs> no, my my gym when I started going there, I showed up on a sparring night, and I I wasn't. I didn't know it was sparring night, and they were like, well, you, you don't really have to. I was like, I'm going I'm to jump in. Yeah. And I got, um, the first night I did all right, the next Friday, the next like two or three Fridays in a row, in a row my nose was busted up. I was bleeding pretty bad. And it was great. You know, I, I, I'm a full believer in like, you jump into the deep end, you're going to learn how to swim. You know what I mean? That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, do you got a... What's what's some of the best lessons that you've learned about making your craft that you want to impart to like younger artists out there who are starting out? Um, I feel like one of the biggest lessons that I would have to say to others would be uh, to just go out there and get it, bro. You know, I feel like uh, a lot of people focus on others instead of focusing on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like um, a lot of people have this dream of like dream teams. You yeah. know what I mean? They feel like that their uh, their circle them uh, like their homies and everything like they're gonna come together and like yeah. be the next Wu Tang or mm-hmm. like the next Three Six Mafia or something like that. You know what I mean? I feel like every artist needs to focus on themselves and like focus on growing themselves over over everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you if you don't have anybody that uh, makes your beats, like go out there and look. Yeah. Go out there and find your fucking beats. You know what I mean? If you don't have anybody to record, like. Go out there and look. Yeah. You feel me? I feel like it's just like, it's an investment into yourself. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So I would say like, one is like, don't don't stop looking for resources. And two, I would say continue to make investments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's crazy, bro, that how many artists be wanting to work with producers and wanting to work with studio uh, engineers. And they, they come all the time asking for free studio time. Mm. You know what I mean? And... Meanwhile, like you got these motherfuckers, you give them one hour studio time and all they rap about is money and shoes yeah. and clothes and cars. And it's like, dude, 
where's all this money at? You don't even have yeah, right? paper studio time. But I feel like it's people just needing to invest. You know what yeah. I mean? A lot of the people that I know as artists that really have like a long career, longevity wise, mm-hmm. I feel like they they ain't wearing flashy jewelry. None yep. of us are, bro. None mm-hmm. of us are. We're not wearing grills. We're not doing any of that. We just. But our music sounds hella fucking good. Yeah. You feel me? We, we ain't wearing no chains, but goddamn, our fucking, our albums are fucking gold. Yeah, I think you know? that that's, that's a major thing. Like, hey, if you're trying to rap and you don't have a job, go get a job. Or get some kind of hustle, some kind of make money. This yeah. is not cheap. It's right? not. And it's nobody's not. going to give anything to you. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of, like... If you do go out and hustle and you make some money, people want to work with you. It, even if you're not good, if you're going like, hey, I'm going to pay you this much for your time, like, people are going to be like, oh, I mean, he's respectable. Like, he's putting in the work. Like, even if I don't like his music, he deserves some respect because he's working hard, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been doing Instacart after work. I've been doing my day job yeah. and then going to do Instacart and... Yeah, gives me enough money to be like, like I showed you that jacket I'm trying to get uh, put put some images on. Mm-hmm. Like it gives, if I do a couple of Instacart jobs in a day, now I got thirty bucks. I can go Bro. pay for like a new jacket and exactly. some screen printing. That's exactly yeah. it. It's it's all about investing in yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of people they they don't think that it's like it, it's a major deal, but it is. Yeah, and it's an expensive craft. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like us as artists, like. People don't know the shit that we go through, bro. Yeah. Like, people really don't know the shit we go through, bro. Mm-hmm. If, if you listen to my song, uh, Live a Lie, it will tell you straight up, you know? Yeah. I ask that question to people all the time. Like, why would you want to live your life this way? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, we go on tour with no money. Like, I remember yeah. uh, going on tour in 2016. I went on tour with Hobson, okay. you know? I went on tour with That's Hobson. wild. Yeah. I got a buddy who... Um, would love to hear those stories. He's a huge Hobson oh, fan. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> like, bro, imagine. Like, I remember barely making enough money to, like, get to the next city. Yeah. You had to pay for your own gas. You had to pay for your own hotel. You had to yeah. pay for your own everything. I remember at times, like, sleeping in the backseat of my Honda. And I remember uh, eating Top Ramen. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you know Top Ramen, bro, you know the little bags. Yeah. Like, you, you break them up into two. And you could literally fucking like spread two soups out, you know what yeah. I mean? I remember making one of those fucking top ramens last me almost a week, bro. Yeah. You know, I used to pour a little bit of broth in the hot water and just like drink it, bro. It was like a loaf of bread and two top ramens lasted me a whole seven days. Yeah. So you feel me? It's 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 uh, sacrifices and struggles that people go through, but you invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it is not cheap. You got to go from paying for your beats. You got to go to uh, paying for your studio time. Mm-hmm. You got to go to making your song uh, a, pub- a publishing. You know, you got to go to artwork. You got to mm-hmm. go to all that stuff. And props to everybody that works with me, bro. Like, shout out to EA, my photographer, EA. He's also the photographer for Mindset. Um, shout out to everybody who makes my beats, bro. From Mayor to Telly to uh, a bunch of the people that I'm working with now. You know, I'm working with... Um, Producers from SoundCloud that I reached out to because mm-hmm. it's like the, it's a thing, bro. You got to reach out to people that feel your vibe. You feel yeah. me? So shout out to everybody that I work with, bro. But I've never stopped working since I got back on the wagon, bro. It's been like boom, never stop working, bro. Mm-hmm. Never stop working. 
So, you know, you find me in the studio, you find me doing something all the time, bro, but it's like, wait, wait till shit starts just hitting the fan, you know, because it's... Yeah, I feel like uh, that's the best way to spend time anyways. Like, uh, like if I'm, if I get, if, if my day is not packed, if I don't have a plan for the day where I'm like, I'm going to be working on this from this time, this from this time, then I end up just wasting my day. And then the next day comes around and I'm like, what did I do yesterday? <laughs> there was a whole day that I had yeah. and now it's gone and there's nothing to show for it. Yeah, I like too, like being able to make the things that I wish already were made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I make a song, it's because I want to hear this song, but no one else has made it yet. So I better go and make it. If I if I make merch, it's it's something like, well, I want a new shirt, but like none of the shirts at this store are really what I'm looking for. So I better make my own. You know? Yeah. Um, and there's. There's a freedom in that. There's all. There's also like this, like power of like, you know, you're making the world in when that you exist in, as opposed yeah. to just existing in the world that everyone else has made. Damn, that's deep, bro. Yeah, that's deep. Um, so we're at the last ten minutes of this podcast, um, and this is always when I ask, like, who's your favorite local artist? Who do you go to shows and you're like, oh, this guy's on the show? Yes. Can't wait to vibe out to his music, bro. Um, I'm actually gonna share a personal uh, fact about myself that a lot of people really don't believe. Yeah, um, I'm hella fucking antisocial, bro. Yeah, I am. I, I get really it. Really do not like coming out, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't like going to shows. I don't like fucking interacting with people. So a lot of the times, bro, when I'm out there, it's because like I'm selling merch somewhere. Yeah. Or, like Monse's performing. I'm a big supporter of Monse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, bro, I'm hella fucking antisocial. I get it. I really cannot like be out there in public for a long period of time because mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, bro, I just want to go home. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. Like, but um, I feel like with that being said, I feel like I listen to to a lot of people. You know, I listen. Not just um, shout out to anyone artist, but if you know any um, local business people that you're like, oh, these guys put good work. Um, like as soon as you're done with your shout outs, I'm gonna shout out a pizza place by my house. That <laughs> I like. Um, yeah, dude. I feel like um, everybody right now that I know is yeah. doing their damn thing. Okay. You know what I mean? But I feel like, to be honest with you, a local artist that I would say is really, really doing this mm. thing, I would say Sage One the Wise. Okay. You know, Sage One the Wise. Uh, I would definitely say Monse, bro. Monse, mm. not just because she's my partner, but yeah. it's because, like, she really be fucking, she yeah. got good music. You wouldn't be partnering up with, with her if, she, exactly. if you didn't believe in her. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like, with that being said, I feel like she's a very motivational person. Yeah. I feel like, from her music to everything that she stands for, the message that she puts out to the public, I feel like she's a one of those artists that I look forward to to um, watching her perform or just just being there when she's around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but everybody, to be honest with you, is doing a lot of big things right now. I feel like um, Southern California be popping right now, bro. Yeah, really be popping. Yeah, the scene you is know? about to be revitalized. It's and I think it's, it's because everybody's so happy to be out nowadays. Everybody yeah. feels like it's a second wind. 
Yeah, we're definitely. We, we survived COVID, bro. We got to fucking... Yeah, I think there's an element of, like, you you never know what you got until it's gone. I think people were, like, taking everything for granted, <laughs> and then it was gone, and they were like, oh, well, now I can't go out even if I want mm. to. Well, now now once everything's opening up, they're like, well, I'm going to take advantage because you, know, you never know I, when it's going to shut down really again. I really didn't get to experience that, bro. Yeah. Like, I, the whole time that the world was on lockdown, mm-hmm. like, I was in rehab and I was in recovery oh, okay. for, like you know, uh, personal injury. And I was just like, when, when the world came back, I, I got up from the wheelchair and I started walking again, you know? Yeah. So the entire time that the world was shut down, I was in a wheelchair sitting at home, just trying to like get back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, um, I feel like it went hand in hand. So I can't really say that I experienced that, but definitely I could say that I, I can say like, man, um, the second win thing, like, you don't know what it's got till it's gone. So yeah. I feel like now that I'm like, damn, bro, I survived all that. Like, I'm going to fucking push it this time. You yeah. know what I mean? That's great. Yeah, going to live great. every day. Hell like, yeah. Like, it means something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, sh- shout out to, how do you say it? Monser? Monser? Monser. 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 Yeah. And so, Sage um, won the wise. Yeah, dude. Sage won the wise. Shout out Sage won the wise. But uh, mainly, shout out Monser. You know, um, Dude, everybody needs to go listen to um, all of our music. You know, I just put out a new uh, a new record, Under the Sun, produced by Mayor Music. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a lot of local people to like just bring up, you know, our our own community, trying to get ourselves heard. Was um, Under the Sun that was on the Unity Project uh, mixtape, right? Um, the recent one that came out. I it came out like um, last year, um, a while ago. Uh, uh, I think wrong impression was on that one. Okay. Yeah, bro. I, I really work closely with the with MC uh, Bundy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if anybody uh, who doesn't know him, bro. If you don't know him, then I feel sorry for you. You know, because MC Bundy, bro, that motherfucker is a funny, crazy, fucking just outrageous motherfucker. Yeah. You know, and I feel like uh, he really, uh, me and him. Uh, connected over the shit that happened to us personally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I feel like uh, us uh, going through uh, life-threatening experiences brought us together, and he really be putting me on like from way back in the days, dude. He put me on the Unity Project back in 2013 mm-hmm. when they made the first the first mixtape. He put me on there. Uh, he put me on there with uh, my song. I don't even remember which one it was, bro. But I remember I was track 17. I was track 17 and um, I believe it was Strictly Business my song Strictly Business no it was Crime City yeah it was Crime City he put me on with Crime City number 17 in the Union Project and then I feel like uh, he's just been putting me on from day one bro he's one of those people that really like listens to me and really does like he, he fucking supports I always catch that motherfucker commenting on my pictures on my videos on my YouTube channel everything he's just like a real fan you know what I mean right on legit um so awesome um shout out to the oven pizzeria in bellflower um they make great pizza and the dude that owns it is a chill dude um be on the lookout for okl cypher i was in it last month um anything that people should be looking out for your stuff dropping soon uh definitely bro this whole year i just encourage people to follow me uh charlieb714 on instagram you know they could check out my clothing brand official mindset on instagram uh, we actually just got a website this month, uh, so uh, mindsetdrip.com. 
Nice. Uh, you know, www. Got like a got like a store on there. Yeah, dude. Everything from tank tops to hoodies to hats to shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve. Everything. We just came out with bucket hats. We got nice. crew neck sweaters. Everything, bro. Awesome. Everything. Guys and girls encouraged to follow us. Um, I got a dope ass new project coming out. Uh, it's called Immortal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Bro, it's dope. It's, I feel like it's one of the dopest projects. I've literally heard it probably about five times a day over the past week yeah. just because I'm so hyped about it. That's you know awesome. What I mean? So it's it's um, it's one of my biggest projects to date, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it's good music, bro. It's really fucking good music. It's really good hype music about having fun, fucking good energy, and nothing but fucking go time. All right, awesome, man. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. For sure. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.